This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My All Men Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss Villa's forthcoming fixture against Crystal Palace, Mr. Chris Bird. Hello. Welcome back. How are you doing? All right. It's been a while since we've had a something for the weekend. It has. So, uh, it's good to be back. We keep getting sent these NFT watches to uh, sponsor the show and the market's crashed. The crypto market's crashed. So their values went right down and just didn't supply us with the necessary sponsorship funds to run something for the weekend. No. So we had to just sit there on the sidelines waiting for some big boy to turn up. And turn up they did. And finally they have. We we wanted to wa- we wanted to a watch that kind of fitted in with the uh the kind of mission that Villa are on where they they were playing three games at home within the space of nine days and they needed to get enough points to get in the top half because surely we can't finish the season without being in the top half. It would be too embarrassing, especially after signing Coutinho on a permanent deal. It's not a good look. So uh, for the Villa Minute, where we bring you up to speed on what's happened recently uh, in the, the Villaverse. What did we get through the door? Well, we've, we've actually we were sent two very limited edition Rolexes this time. We haven't had a Rolex for a while. Uh, yeah. Only 100 ever made. And these are the Explorer 2s, which are the SAS Who Dares Wins. It's a special edition air service stainless steel chronograph. SAS these are Who Dares Wins. SAS soldiers, so we are officially on the front line, David. Are we off to the Ukraine? I fucking hope not. Did we sign anything to get these watches? Did you you sign anything because no, they I didn't did. get delivered to me good i just want to make sure just in, you know just before i invest uh, or think about investing uh, in you know renewing a season ticket at villa next season i want to make sure i haven't been cons- <laughs> conscripted in the small print of these rolex sas watches <laughs> Good. Right. We can continue. Uh, uh, just in case you haven't listened to this show before, this is not the main show. This is something for the weekend, our uh, pre-weekend catch-up 
on the Villaverse, and the way we do that uh, to get things running is the Villa Minutes. Just plugging in this SAS watch. Set it to stun? No, to kill. Ooh. Shoot to kill. Right, uh, I'll count you in. Three, two, one, go. After avoiding a five-loss sequence with the draw at Leicester and relegating Deed Smith with a much-needed win v Norwich, Villa travelled up to Turf Moor, hoping to also put a nail in Burnley's relegation coffin. Goals from Ings and the returning Buendia had Villa two up at the break in impressive fashion. The game was secured with an Ollie Watkins header. Despite a Burnley consolation, an impressive performance pushed Villa back up the table, ahead of the big game against Liverpool in midweek. The Reds arrived at Villa Park, needing a win to keep the title race alive. Villa started at warp speed with a rare Douglas Louise goal, but the usual defensive gift allowed Liverpool swiftly back into the game. But for missed chances, Villa would have gone in at the break ahead. With Nicamba subbed off, Villa's midfield stuttered, allowing Liverpool in for the second goal, impressively finished by Mane. Villa were wasteful in key areas, but putting a gutsy display, despite the 2-1 loss to suggest progress. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't we beat these cunts 7-2 last season? Hmm... How can that be progress? Anyway, continue. the week ended with Christian Perslow announcing a four-year permanent deal for Felipe Coutinho from Barca, a relative snip at 17.2 million, with him taking a reported 70% pay cut. Jacob Ramsey was crowned Players Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year, while Matty Cash was the fans player, and Danny Ings overhead kick me Newcastle took the Goal of the Season award. Villa now go into the final week of the season with three games, with the clear aim to finish in the top half. Ooh, mm. Do you think we'll do it? This is the, this we'll is the it, business Chris? end. Can we do it, Chris? We can do we'll do win it? the next two and rely on other results. We could f- maybe. <laughs> I, I, I think I, if I we don't, win I don't, out, I don't know if it's out hammer Manchester City oh. at the Etihad. I think we'll definitely do it. Oh yeah, we def- definitely got to win our next game. Uh, next two, before really. we even got to win the two home games to do it. I think. Yeah, and uh, the good news is the next game against Palace gives us a chance to. Uh, dispose of one of the teams that potentially could finish above us yep. if we don't get our act together. And then obviously we have our game in hand four days, four days five days later. Yeah, but uh, injury-wise, uh, from the Stephen Gerrard press conference, Ollie Watkins uh, hasn't trained, but now has an outside chance of being involved. Uh, so uh, I think if he's uh, almost there, he'll certainly... Uh, certainly play, I think. Yeah, or they'll, they'll put him on the bench. But, uh, I mean, you're changing... Uh, the whole ethos of Villa if you're not mm-hmm. playing him because I think it's kind of fundamental to our yeah, yeah. recent uh, He's been success. Good. He was very good against Liverpool. You know, Watkins-Ings partnership is definitely uh, starting, starting to, to work now and is the focus of our uh, recent success, yeah. I think. Uh, Ramsey has trained all week and uh, will return to the matchday squad. Uh, I think uh, McGinn's been doing all right there and I think the starting lineup against Liverpool is... Uh, Perhaps uh, how he may start in an ideal world if Nakamba's up for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he tries to rotate ahead of a few games. Um, obviously, three in a week. But you're going into the end of the season, so I don't think you have to worry necessarily about training. You won't be doing any training or heavy work at this time of year, will you? It's just tactical work and recovery. Yeah, because I think Tuesday to Sunday isn't so bad. Uh, I think Sunday the, to the Thursday rotation. Yeah, but it's the Thursday to uh, Sunday. Yeah, I think the rotation will be. The Thursday, I would say the focus is. But at the moment, I don't mind that. Let's say McGinn instead of Ramsey, uh, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, in, in terms of where Ramsey would play. And then Ramsey in against Burnley, maybe. Uh, we perhaps. shall see. Or Ramsey in for Louise, perhaps. I think Louise has been playing well when he's more of a more of a number eight. Yep. Because he does give you, uh, you know, he's, he's got that, he doesn't mind getting uh, stuck in. I don't, don't think he's a strong enough player in that respect or a pragmatic player and, and to do it in a number six position. But he's got a little bit more uh, 
in terms of you know just these Brazilian traits Flair. of being able to pass, etc. Yep. So that works better further up. So it's, it's, there's definitely was doing all right against Liverpool, and that's obviously a big test. Yeah. To uh, to see if your midfield's going to work uh, is against them, and I thought you know we gave them a pretty much went toe to toe with them, decent game, and uh, you know maybe a fair result would have been a draw there. I would have said so. So uh, yeah, interesting uh, to see how Ramsey uh, features in that because I, I just think McGinn gives you a bit more bite in the midfield while well, he drives you, he drives you forwards. But I think Matt, um, Ramsey gives you the ball carrier. So you sort yeah. of think they're different kind of players, really. But, but. So it's an interesting uh, dilemma for yeah. Gerard, put it that way. Uh, in terms of uh, Coutinho versus uh, Buendia, if that is the versus, I uh, still... Uh, in current form, you go Buendia. Yeah. But, Pre-invested uh, him against Liverpool. Yeah. But then again, uh, would he do uh, play Coutinho against uh, Palace and then throw Buendia in against uh, Burnley? Maybe. Because I think uh, one will start one and one and the other one will start the other mm. uh, in that in that dilemma. I think Coutinho, where you're hopefully going to see the best of him and which going to warrant uh, signing him permanently, will be uh, after he gets a full pre-season and he's settled and yeah. mentally he knows exactly where he's going to be and where you know where he's going. Seems and, to be what uh, Gerard said, wasn't it, about the sign? Yeah. He's a player that needs to feel wanted and supported and sort of part of something, which obviously he wasn't at Barca, um, whose balance sheet must be looking pretty painful right now yeah but it's interesting i mean in in terms of like liverpool uh i mean he was part of something there and welcome but you know the everything that came out in the press was him forcing a move and him saying i want to go and win things uh which is kind of the opposite of what's happening here mm. because uh you know he won things obviously in barcelona then wasn't really happy there ended up in bayern and he said he was happy at bayern and well, we won the uh, champions league didn't and all uh paths seemed to lead to him signing for them permanently but uh by munich didn't like the i don't think they like the price tag i think i think it's become a good deal you know i think we all we all discussed that at sort of the 30 million euro plus bracket we just felt that just didn't didn't feel like good business but now that you know they've managed to do what looks like a reasonably good deal and um got him the wages the wages, down, the wages yeah. as well and they've brought that down so I, th- I think it's a much more realistic deal for where he's at and where we're at and it's Hopefully, it's a sign of things to come over the summer. It allows you when you when you take that seventeen point two over the four year contract FFP wise, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and you know, people have seen people on social media compare the cost of Grealish to the fact that we've got Buendia and Coutinho for half of what we uh, mm-hmm. got uh, for Grealish, and I think you know that they're completely right in that. Is that is. Yeah. If you equate the deals uh, in that comparison, it is uh, excellent business. Especially when you think, I mean, it's a different but kind still, of But still, we want to see, we, we need, uh, you know, I'm not jumping up and down doing high fives just yet because you, you judge a deal on uh, the results of that deal, mm-hmm. really, don't you? Yeah, and I think in a different way to Grealish, because, you know, Jack had a different identity at the club, but Coutinho also brings a certain commercial pull, I think, globally, that yeah. means it's a, yeah, commercially a good decision in terms of you know, your shirt sales and all this the global brand if you want to call it that for the FIFA yeah. f- FIFA football type fans yeah for the FIFA fans <laughs> although interestingly I mean I haven't done a deep dive and uh, I mean most people don't know the real nitty gritty of the, the deal but uh, there's talk of uh, Barcelona have a 50% sell on interest in the, in the sell on fee but I don't think there's you know four year contract uh, he's 29 now I don't think I think you're talking about potential move to the MLS or something there's, mm. there's not really much value for Barcelona there but I also saw something 50% of the players uh, rights, image rights. Mm. 
which, I don't quite uh, know I don't, how that works. In, in yeah. the, the nitty-gritty details of that, I don't know how that works. But I'm sure there's a there's got to be a few things in there to appease Barcelona f- from you know having to drop their pants for this uh, deal. Well, it would have potentially allowed them you know four years of slightly residual income, just drip, dripping in from Villa and from the player. I don't know how that would be an interesting one for someone who knows about it. How that yeah. would actually work? But I, I would say it's a very uh, when you say constructive accounting, uh, it's a very yeah, well. I think I think that's what it's for. There's there's a lot of uh, intrigue around how this uh, contract would have been uh, structured because it is kind of a unique circumstance where uh, there's a bond between the player and Gerard. That's without doubt why we've got him because you would have thought once you heard like that 33 mil and then you look of how, look where we've ended up negotiating them down to, you'd have thought another club would have come in and say, hey, we'll give you 20, 25, no mm. problem. But so there's a lot on the bond between Gerard and Coutinho. Coutinho's early, uh, I wanted to leave Liverpool to win trophies. Well, he's won trophies. Does that mean he's he's happy in that respect now? And he's just living, yeah. he just wants an easy, quiet life. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I think it's probably he wants to obviously be able to play for Brazil in the World Cup, which he, he will, if he's fit. Um, probably get back to the, the simple pleasures of like just enjoy my football. You know, financially he's probably more than set himself up for life anyway. Yeah. He's won multiple trophies, so he can tick that box. And now it's kind of like, well, I've got a slightly different challenge. Maybe taking on a new, a slightly different role within a changing room where he's had to. You know, now he's, he'll almost have to sort of not nurture and be slightly of a, you know a bit of a mentor for younger players, which he probably wouldn't have had to be at Barcelona. It was very much it's on Messi, it's on players like you and. Suarez, etc. That in that era, it was just about what you do on the pitch. It's probably a little bit about what he does off the field. I think his influence is a subtle one. It's just like this is just somebody who's getting that just gets on with it. And you probably see him day in day out in training, and you realise his levels are at a certain a certain point. You're like, wow, this guy is just you know almost like you know it's quite inspiring to watch. Is you know you see when he's warming up on the pitch and stuff. You think, wow, this guy's first touch is just scary. Also, I mean, there is another side to this because uh, I think Buendia thinks right i'm in the shit here but there's two ways to go you can rise to the challenge and he will become a better player because of that you would think so and maybe force a way where they're both playing i mean you, you know you, you can say well you know we have said unless that midfield's balanced and you know i've always said we need two number eights in you know or two players that can play and basically control the game and provide the foundations for Buendia or uh, Coutinho but also you need somebody uh, with a bit more of a physical presence as well to, yeah, what Gerard called it, pro- profile, didn't Yeah, it? in terms of profile to potentially allow them to both play because, you know, you look at Manchester City and some of their forward players, they play, you know, two, three relatively, you know, very skillful, smaller players, but they yeah. get away with it because they're just, you know, their level's above. But I think there's a chance for those, both of them to play in certain games. It'd certainly be nice to see if they can if they can make that combination work. It might be if Watkins isn't fit, you play at Ings down the middle against Palace and say, actually, let's try and play these two off him. Yeah. Um, who knows? It's I'm I'm open for them trying it because uh, I mean, if they're on the wavelength and uh, I mean, maybe it'd be great to watch, wouldn't it? If you get those two, yeah, I think it's something other. they'll probably give it a rollout in pre-season for sure. Yeah, and yeah, uh, give it a go because that's what you want to be paying your season ticket for, just to see uh, players like that having. And there it is. 
is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There go. Right, anyway, so uh, that's all good on that front. We'll talk about that more in the main show. Uh, Ramsey, uh, as we said, also, uh, well, he's back, so it would be interesting to see if he features uh, from the off. Uh, Palace, if we've got any, any, any chance of finishing in the top half we've got to beat them because they're, they're in and amongst us kind of a 50 50 uh situation with previous premier league games in terms of just premier league history where it's seven wins apiece is it not uh yeah yeah they've kind of had a a, a reasonable you know obviously they've, they've kind of in, in the last few games we've obviously had a, not too bad a record against them especially at home in terms of form uh palace in the over the last six games finishing they're actually currently ninth Best in the Premier League on form, back-to-back wins. Uh, they haven't had the worst run of games in the last few weeks. To be fair, I think yeah, they've played a lot. Of Villa, uh, for anybody interested, are th- currently thirteenth based on form over the last over the last uh, six games. But it's enough to put them above uh, Manchester United and Wolves in terms of away form. Palace uh, sixth over the last sixth away games. Uh, every every Premier League team's played. They're saying that Villa are a fifth best away team. Uh, I mean, obviously we're playing, uh, we're we're hosting this, but uh, just uh, having a you know one eye on that Manchester City game. Uh, we've got reasonably decent form uh, away from home recently. It's just a home form that's let us down. And, Taking it uh, to teams in controlling the game, as we've said all season, it's the the, the themes of been there all year yeah and just while we're here uh currently in the home form table based on every team's last six home games villa are 14th and that's two wins four losses that's where we've uh the season's pretty much uh capitulated overall we're 15th in terms of our home uh record yeah, which just uh, it's just not good enough you can't be losing more games than you win at home it's just a recipe for disaster i mean away from home we are a top 10 team so that show, tells you everything you need to know about why villa's uh, season has uh, not been what we were hoping it's all on the home form and that needs uh, rectifying uh what's the key stat 
probably the key stat is uh, shows you what an influence Zahar is on the team. He has he's well the eighth top scorer in terms of Premier League goals with uh, thirteen, which has him it's kind level. of gone under the radar a little bit this year. Yeah, has him level with Sterling. He's actually uh, well Sterling now uh, has only scored fourteen percent of Manchester City's goals. Zahar has scored twenty eight percent, which is uh, I think it's the. Th- third highest contribution behind Ronaldo who scored 32% of Manchester United goals and uh, Son for Spurs has scored 33% of their goals so that shows you his uh, contribution but uh, yeah as you say he's uh, even though he's like eighth top scorer he hasn't kind of lit up uh, the Premier League I think because you've had Turek is it Turek Mitchell and Conor Gallagher obviously have, have sort of shone and been England sort of call-ups and stuff. Yeah. He's just been overshadowed a little bit by the more hype, hyped younger names, but he's actually had a reasonably good season for them this year. Yeah, he's somebody that uh, Mings normally gets involved with, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. it's, uh, it's kind of an ongoing battle. But yeah, we'll see how uh, the latest uh, saga of the Mings-Zahar uh, situation uh, goes there. Finally, before we go, who are we poaching from Palace to improve the Villa first eleven? if we had to choose one player? It's a hard one, this, because I think they've got a lot of... It's got a decent squad. I mean, you look at the, you know, the, the forward line, there's a few Villa rejects in there. Edouard, but he hasn't really. Uh, He's had little moments, but not caught not fire. Done. He's kind of been in and out of that team, uh, so I don't think anybody. Uh, I mean, I would take vintage Benteke, but he, you know, he's been he hasn't been Villa Benteke for many a season, so uh, no. that's not happening. Gallagher is he going to get in the team? I mean, I think he's a, he's a good player. He's been a form player, but you kind of think, well, who would you put him in our team over? It's more if our players are fit firing and on form and as good as they are I don't think you'd take too many of their players you'd, you'd probably have Gallagher in your squad but I certainly wouldn't play him over a lot of the guys we've got not for me yeah I mean potentially defensively I think only five teams in the Premier League have conceded less than Palace so uh, perhaps that's where, you, where where we're looking to uh, take yeah. players from Palace perhaps because they've hard, they haven't scored that many uh uh, well, they're probably average, but defensively, uh, they've only conceded 42 goals. Uh, compare that to Villa's 49. But, uh, I mean, that's conceding less than Arsenal, who have conceded 45. Spurs have conceded 40. Manchester United have conceded 56. Fucking wow. Hell. <laughs> that's uh, pretty outrageous, actually. So, uh, defensively, uh, I think we need a centre-back, don't we? Yeah. But then would you take... We need somebody on the level, just if Konza doesn't pull his act together or, you know, or Mings goes... Well, it goes for anybody, really. Then I mean, Tari some... Mitchell's a really good player, but he's a left-back, and I think actually with Luka Dinya, we've, we've got a pretty good one, and you're start, starting to see that now, so I wouldn't necessarily get rid of him. you got... Re, is it Riedewald? The lad who plays at the back for them. Dutch lad. But what about the player. Danish guy, Anderson? I mean, he's consistent. Michael Alise, he's obviously kind of, you know, a new sort of hotly relatively hotly tipped player I quite like Elise I think he's got another level to go Conor Gallagher's the obvious choice that you'd have in your squad but it's kind of like would he would any of their lads I'd probably go for Joe Jim Anderson just as a uh, a centre back alternative because I mean he leads pretty much their stats in terms of uh, blocks average blocks and clearances Mm -hmm. and uh, you know he's reliable and he's only 25 so there's uh, plenty of seasons uh, in him as well so that would probably be my pick just uh to give uh, the current two who are prone to a mistake or two something to think about. They are, yes. 
Right, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, please do become a uh, my almost said patron. Uh, we did put out actually a reaction show to uh, the Liverpool game on the uh, Extra Podcast channel. We'll probably do a reaction for the Burnley one as well because it's in a uh, strange time, isn't it? Thursday, yeah, Thursday night uh, is kind of like the only time you should be playing Thursday nights is if you're in Europe. Exactly, and Burnley uh, is not very European. Your Europa Conference or whatever is even more preferable, but. Uh, Please do join us there to uh, to support the show. And also there's going to be a bit of a revamp with lots of interesting things happening uh, for next season, which we are kind of working on. So uh, please do go to uh, myomansaid.com and click on the patron link for more information there. And don't forget to uh, follow uh, the show on Twitter at myomansaid and uh, follow it and put the notifications on on whatever podcast app you choose. Also, don't forget that uh, if you are getting your My Old Man Said uh, shows through the ACAST app, they are actually discontinuing the app just to uh, concentrate on concentrate on being a uh, provider of podcasts. So uh, if you are getting your the My Old Man Said Patreon Extra podcast channel stream through that, uh, you should be uh, changing uh, where that's going to go to or else you, you won't get them once that app uh, stops functioning. Right, uh, any final words before we disappear? No, just win. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.